right. And Let's now we're welcoming our special guest here on BTB. My gosh, I binge the entire series, all five episodes of The Holiday Shift. And you're dedicated. This is a, well, this is a series you got to watch in the holiday season because think about it, there's so many holiday movies out there, you know, and they're pretty formulaic, right? But a holiday series, you know, called The Holiday Shift, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one of the actors, Adam Fox, with us who plays Austin in this uh, series. I know I don't know if it's limited. It might have a second season, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, Adam, thanks for uh, joining us here on Below the Belt Show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely, Adam. Wow. I, dude, I love the series. It was a lot of fun. You liked fun. it? Yes, I loved it, actually. It, it just uh-huh. it made me laugh. It, it, uh, it put me in the Christmas spirit, you know, because I was kind of like a Scrooge, you know, lately, you know. I have a lot yeah. of stress, so I feel it kind of unscrooged me, you know, with uh, a lot of the humor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to find. There's some great classics. Like for myself, I love watching a lot of the like classic Christmas movies like Home Alone or National yes. Lampoons. I think that's literally yes, right, there. right there. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, it's hard to find new ones. I have found like every year there's like one or two new uh christmas or holiday projects that is satisfying so it's nice to be part of one that i feel is like one of the really good additions this year i would say so i mean like i was saying how many holiday series are there you know it's mostly holiday films right yeah this is a dedicated you can get good character development you know in a series you know limited you know albeit but still um, it, and it just kind of just expands on the characters and you, you kind of care because you're dealing with a you know, pretty large cast and a lot of uh, relationships and falling, in, yeah, and falling in love and, and all that stuff. And um, yeah, there's yeah. five love stories and probably like a hundred characters. <laughs> <laughs> so they, it wouldn't work in a, it wouldn't work in a movie, right? The series would be. It, the best it could work. I could see that being. I could see them actually doing a sequel as a movie um, or just another season. Just another season. Ooh, but do we have any inside scoops as if we will be getting a second season? Um, I have no idea, um, but I would love it if there was one. I know, right? Yeah. So yeah. the whole series takes place at the mall? It does. So it takes place in a um, fictional town called Love, Ohio. Okay, um, love it, love it. <laughs> which was worked into the like working title while we were filming. Um, but I, I think I was like, when they said it was now going to be called the Holiday Shift, I was like, oh my god, that's the perfect title. Um, because it just opens up so many doors. Um, and it's less about Love Ohio than everything else that's going on. All the shifts and, uh, you know, the Holiday Shift, like a shift at the mall. Like, there's just a yeah. lot of. It just kind of like hits everything perfectly in three words, which is cool. But yeah, so it all takes place at a mall in a fictional town called Love, Ohio. And it was filmed in a mall in Winnipeg that is. Oh, was it a dead mall? Pardon? Was it filmed at a dead mall or did you guys film at night after hours? Um, So we filmed a lot at night, but the mall is like half dead. Yeah, um, so you filmed at the dead half. Oh. Well, the the mall is basically like uh, a little bit dilapidated. Downtown Winnipeg has kind of taken a bit of a hit. Okay. Um, and like, if you know, like, I have some family there. Like, if you know any locals, 
they will say, I won't go to that mall. Right, uh, right. Well, that's the mall. But I'll tell you yeah. what, the way you, the set design, it made you want to shop at that mall. Well, yeah. And to be fair, I haven't, prior to the filming, I had not been to that mall before. So like, to me, I didn't, I didn't even know it was so bad. I was like, oh, it seems nice to me. Well, yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's so many like this beautiful malls that are just like dead now. And we had one called Owings Mills Mall that was local here, um, was Where? torn down like maybe like five years ago, but it was like, you know, built in the eighties. It's a beautiful, like high-end mall and it just yeah. ended up dying and get torn down. Um, so did you, um, I haven't seen the um, series yet. Did you feature like real stores in, at this mall or did you have kind of like some of the fake stores like on like Stranger Things for you to have um, Scoops Ahoy or something like that? Um, so I would say the stores, well, okay. Twofold answer to that. The stores in the mall were not what they actually were. A lot of them were like, um, because so many of the stores are out of business, they just used the storefronts and then made them their okay. own. Um, and they did that too for like, we basically got to just stay in the, in the mall the whole time. Like, you know, the makeup room, uh, was like an old store. Hair was an old store. The wardrobe was in an old Susie Shear. Um, but yeah, but basically all those stores are fictional, but I know that, um, I think that they did do a little bit of like Christmas product, in there as well so like there are okay. some of the products in it are real um intentionally but the stores are not okay, okay um the, cool. de the denim store that that seemed like a, a, a very popular like a j crew or a gap kind of feel to it but that, yeah, that's, it that's not actually kind of like i think it's meant to be like an abercrombie and fitch an abercrombie and okay. fitch there you go yeah yeah i'll tell you the the actor john door who he really takes his uh managing the the denim stores very seriously <laughs> to, it does. yeah so uh, let's they were really excited this. he's a big um stand-up comedian and comedian so they were pretty excited to have yeah. him yeah 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 no he's done a lot of great stuff but you have a great cast i mean yourself and and sarah levy you might know from schitt's creek uh, uh you yeah know, from of the course. famous uh, levy family yeah well, and the director um, was one of the main directors of Schitt's Creek. His name's Paul Fox. There you go. No, yeah. no relation? No, I made the joke uh, when I met him for the first time. I was like, oh, yeah, I got this role because of nepotism. <laughs> well, I guess we should ask, how, well, how was the audition process in landing the role of Austin? So it was interesting because... Um, I was actually away when I got, I auditioned first for Deontay and I got that audition uh, while I was in Paris oh. and, and it was like my last couple of days of traveling. And I just kind of like, was like, Oh no. But then I like looked at it and I was like, Oh, this is actually a really like awesome script and like very on the ball. Uh, yeah. Very like perfect kind of opportunity for me. It seems like the type of show that I would book. And then um but I just, I don't know. I just had an instinct that like, it's funny. I had an instinct when I auditioned for Deontay that I wouldn't book Deontay. I would book Austin for some reason. Go. Yeah. I just had like a gut feeling that uh, I was more what they were looking for, for Austin than Deontay. And the, it certainly I, worked. Yeah. The guy who plays Michael is, or the guy who plays Deontay is named Michael and he's hilarious. So yeah. Michael DeLeva, who, I did some research on him as a fellow Filipino like yours truly. 
Are you? Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. So I saw that. Man, that's a role I could have played in my youth. <laughs> you you can play, you can play all the Filipinos, Al. I could play. <laughs> he brought a lot to the role because I think like yeah. um, a lot of people who would audition for that role mm-hmm. would play would kind of present just like super like slick and clean like that kind right. of archetype of that kind of guy um and i think michael had that but he also brought like a messiness uh that yes. i fit the role really well and i think that's what makes it so, sing so the deontay character played by michael was a little creepy for your character right he would kind of like position him um a phone to get a, a view of your kiosk and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> was just, you know, was overly excited. On set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had to dealt, deal with, uh, um, you know, creepy, creepy, creepy guys in your life? Yeah. Um, gosh, it's funny. I, Yesterday I had an interview where another thing that happened while I lived in Asia got brought up, but um, I actually had a stalker when I lived, a female stalker in Bangkok. Oh my God. Uh, And it was, um, it was really strange. She basically like, I was doing modeling there and she had contacted my modeling agency and we were going to do some big job together that seemed legit and the agency believed her. Um, and then somehow we got in touch directly on WhatsApp and she became very stalkery and oh, wow. it got really creepy. And I found myself like, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have done it, but I kind of like lied about my, cause I think I could tell she was like attracted to me. So I like kind of egged her on and pretended <laughs> I, was, I was bi rather than gay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was it was a whole mess. I remember calling my parents just like sobbing because it was such a mind f. Right. Um. So yeah. So Deontay as a stalker was much more peaceful, and I my character would have no idea that he was doing that. Oh, okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so you the, work with Michael. The story's a lot darker. Yeah, but you had. A, <laughs> I mean, you had a very interesting encounter because you know you you well he looks at you through an app, I guess he. You know, and then sees that you work in the mall, and then on meeting, you instantly share a kiss, which is was uh, which is pretty uh, as forward as you can get on a first encounter. Would you say? Yeah, I mean, it is, but I think that we had had our like love at first sight moment, and as you saw, well, I guess I can't give away too much, but as you saw, um, the way he ends up kind of falling into my arms um is a little bit like serendipitous and i think when somebody just falls in your arms um when you know you know okay yeah there you go that's that's a a true love story i mean times five basically i mean you got five different love stories right roughly five Um, roughly five yeah um each episode is a different love story or is it throughout the episodes no they're all kind of intertwined there's like uh one of the characters is estranged from her sister so like they're kind of coming back together um our love story the love story between ronnie and marissa the people that both work at the store um sam and tess and um gosh and trevor and trevor yeah well there's a lot then well and then there's also Haley. like there's there are other love stories too but i think there's like five successful love stories okay 
There you go. Yeah. So, there you go. so did you have any kind of retail experience in your real life that you draw inspiration from for this role? Well, it was funny because in the audition, um, I was meant to be like wrapping gifts and I didn't see the script yet. So I was thinking like, huh, like maybe I should like, maybe wrapping gifts is going to be a big part of this role. Maybe I should like, <laughs> right. Because I'm horrible at it in real life. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so bad that like I've started just using newspaper because I feel like I like using real wrapping paper is such a waste because I like destroy it. Um, but I do have some retail experience. Yeah, I've worked at Top, like Top Shop or Top Man. If you yeah, Top Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. More so like kind of restaurant-y experience, like Starbucks and that sort of thing. Okay. Restaurants, yeah. I feel like I may have had another retail job, but I can't remember. Okay. Any crazy customer encounters at your retail jobs? Um, no. No, way more at restaurants. Restaurants were a lot more, especially in Vancouver, because we have, it's like a, I don't know, if, where are you guys based? We're based in Maryland and yeah. uh, the oh, Maryland, Virginia yeah. area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Vancouver um, is a unique city. It's pretty like chill, but also there's a lot of wild cards here. So just like, you never know who's going to come into a restaurant. You're right. Because you guys are in the Hollywood, the Canadian Hollywood, the Hollywood um, North, like they call it Hollywood North, right? I think that's the nickname of Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just so yeah, awesome. But even like Toronto, like there's so much stuff that was even filmed in Toronto. Like, yeah, I think it's so Actually, awesome. I do How have one funny retail related story. I was doing an odd job on the weekend for Bubbly, not acting. And um, I don't know if you guys know Michael Bublé, but he's sort of like the yes. face of Bubbly. It's okay. a great drink, by the way. It is a great drink. And so I was doing my thing, and then this girl, her mom, walk up. And the mom has her camera out and the girl says, excuse me, are you Michael Buble? <laughs> and I was like, are you filming this? Like, is this like a gotcha moment? Like what is going on? And, um, and then I said to the girl, like, no, I'm like, she kept on going about how much she loved him, not me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm not him. And she like, just wouldn't hear me. Like she just kept on talking as if I was him. Like I kept on saying I'm not him. And she was like, I listen to you every morning. Like, Don't listen to me. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So that there's is... that. Oh my goodness. You have all kind of crazy experiences. I do. Yeah. Stalkers and like people you think you're Michael, Michael Buble. Yeah. Yeah. You spent some time here over here on the East Coast at NYU, Fish School of the Arts, the BFA program. Very nice. Yeah. And I've been to, um, Wait, DC's in Maryland, right? It's next to it. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. It. And then I've been to um, uh, George Washington's old house. Okay, okay. Yeah. in Virginia. Is that in Maryland or Virginia? Oh, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Okay, so you spent some time here. How was the? How was your experience at, uh, at Tisch? It was really good. Um, it's a really grueling program. It's funny because. I mean, it's true of all like BFA programs, but it's funny because I think that the schedule is the most grueling and it's the degree that is most like most least likely to actually um, 
pay off financially. Um, <laughs> but I still think it's a good experience. I think even if you end up like a lot of the people I went to school with didn't stick with acting. Some did. Um, and a few of them have done crazy things. A girl I went to school with that I did a study abroad program with is now on SNL. Oh, cool. Oh, and working for SNL or a cast member? She's a cast member. And I was Wait, like, which one? Um, her name's Chloe Trost. Oh, wow. Trost. Yes. Chloe Trost. She's uh, the feature player this, uh, this season. Yeah. Right. She's really like, she's always been like really funny. Like, um, just really, yeah, she's just really funny. Oh, that's um, awesome. And she's like perfect for SNL. So that was like pretty exciting. Oh, good. And that's not easy. That's like, I think getting on SNL is probably one of the hardest gigs. Man, that would be a dream. That would be a dream yep. to get. And as an actor myself, that would be, that would be an accomplishment just to get on. It would stage. be. My parents, whenever I do like a funny impression or whatever, they're like, when are you going to be on SNL? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's a whole. No different. pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what they don't your, really know anything. What are your dream projects, Adam? <laughs> is there any like dream genre or director that you're dying to work with or actor that you might want to work opposite of? I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I go both ways. I've been really enjoying so far doing more comedic things. Um, but I really would love to do something like really dramatic. I feel like ironically when I was in school, I was known for being like really intense. I wasn't really known for being funny. Um, so it's, I am funny, but I mean, in terms of like acting, (laughs) um, I was never doing like comedies in school, really. It was always like really dramatic scenes. Right. Um, so I would kind of, and I feel like whenever I get to channel that, it's like really rewarding and good. Um, so yeah, something really dramatic would be cool. Um, and yeah, maybe something a little dark. I remember one of the first movies I ever liked was, um, Chloe by Adam Agoyan. And it's about a high class escort, um, that gets intermingled, intertangled with a married couple that is Julianne Moore and Liam Neeson. And it's just kind of like a really oh, messy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Julianne Moore does a lot of those. Her newest film, um, May December, is uh, is a little bit like that almost. Very dark, yeah. Was yeah, kind very of... dark too. Yeah, dark. so it's interesting. It was a great film, but yeah, it's a really dark subject matter. So wow. that and so, I mean, I think anybody would want to be on White Lotus, but um, oh yeah, yes, yeah, that's a fantastic show. Very cool. Is there a dream actor that or actress you love to work with? Um, I feel like I often just say whoever I saw recently. I mean, Julianne Moore is one of my favorite actors. Um, I love Brie Larson. Um, be interesting to have somebody famous play like a parent of mine. There you go. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, trying to think who would, who would I cast as your dad? Let me think. Webster. Who? No. Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's, he's an american american actor who what's his name he's Manuel joking Lewis. no he doesn't yeah. he looks nothing like you though well he could be adopted oh come on now That's yeah Manuel lewis Chachi. i think it would work he's well, the yeah. king of the he's the king of the 80s so a lot of his references are from the 80s 
That's funny. You'll, you'll notice. But I did love some of the references circling back before we end the interview. In um, the holiday shift, uh, you talk about um, Ace Ventura, where uh, John Doerr's character is pretty much obsessed and quotes the, the, the movie uh, during during many of the episodes, it's especially the iconic line, oh, you can't go in there after, you know, he uses the bathroom. Just... <laughs> <laughs> go in there. <laughs> um, and uh, I got to love uh, the reference to uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> How John Doerr basically says, well, you know, now that I might not be managing the denim store, uh, would you do OnlyFans? So, I know. That's just some of the funnier moments. I'm wondering if he actually brought that. Were there any improv moments and maybe that John brought some of that definitely to the script? Yeah, there's definitely a bit of improv. Um, I think one of Deontay's lines was like a, a last minute change. I want to say it was like, oh, I can't remember the one, but it's like quite funny. Um, yeah. The, the one line that made me really like, uh, laugh was the tighter than a mouse's butthole, uh, which is the, uh, the the owner of the mall, right? Or the the manager, the the major GM of the mall. Used to be <laughs> my actor. That was your acting coach. To be yeah, like my first uh, one. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So you you walked on the set knowing some of the folks already. I well, I know the girl that plays Haley. Like she's a friend of mine. Very nice. Yeah, and then I knew Daniel. Um, and then actually the woman that plays the reporter yes, in wardrobe for a project I had done like a month before. So you got to love that, uh, that camaraderie with the, the Vancouver film, film community. It's kind of like that here in the DMV and DC, Maryland, Virginia, a lot of the, the you know, running, there's a lot of the same actors and crew and, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, that's kind of the same way, uh, that I see it here in Vancouver. Speaking of Maryland, that region, but um, the monkey's butthole or whatever, there is a Real Housewives of Potomac who said it was kind of like, you know, like the expression, like, is the Pope Catholic? She was like, does a frog have a watertight hole? <laughs> I was like, that. Real Housewives of Potomac. That's yeah. uh, your future show in, in, in 10 years, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Like God willing. <laughs> well, Adam, well, thank you so much. This was great. Of course, you can see the holiday shift all on Roku, Roku TV, um, streaming. If you have the app, watch it on Roku TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, you can watch it um, on any of your devices, which is what I did today. Watched all five episodes. It really gets you in the Christmas spirit. It makes you laugh. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to it because a lot of the people maybe today or maybe in their youth uh frequent in the mall chacha i know you're a, a mall rat of, of sorts. yes i know you, i know I you am. can get it i know you can get a lot of nostalgia out of this and, and uh reminiscing really? about the times of uh I running through right. the mall as a youth so i think it's something you should tune in for well adam wow thank you so much we uh wish you the best of luck and all your other projects of course you also have sugar highs also on roku uh, yes as part as part of out tv so Congratulations yeah. on that. Is there a season two coming up for that? There is. Yeah. It's supposed to come out in March and yeah, you can watch sugar highs on, um, you can watch it on Roku. You can also watch it on Apple TV, um, Amazon, 
Um, and then you can also just sign up for Apple TV it's, or Out TV itself. All right. And guys, if you didn't know about Sugar Highs, it's about three good friends that decide to become sugar babies <laughs> to, <laughs> to, uh, to wealthy, I guess, wealthier men out there. Right? Yeah, much wealthier. <laughs> much wealthier because you, you guys do not have much well, money. So it's like, it's, you, you, your characters do not have very much money. So you're kind of like trying to get by. Yeah. We have no money. We can't pay our rent. Our apartment's like disgusting. Um, yeah. And that's how we do it. It's my character's idea. That's, <laughs> there you go. Sarah, you've been, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Wonder you can relate, but I'm just teasing. But no, Adam, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. Christmas. Um, uh, watch the holiday shift. And before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are, throw out a plug for the holiday shift. Let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Hey, I'm Adam Fox from the Holiday Shift on the Below the Belt Show. You throw out a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Merry. Uh, let me do one more time. Hey, I'm Adam Fox from The Holiday Shift on Below the Belt Show. Merry Christmas. Yes. Awesome. It's okay to say Merry Christmas, people. <laughs> Take him back. It really, it, really, it really is okay to say it. I, I don't know where that's going. I can't say Christmas. But nonetheless, yeah. thank you so much, Adam. It was awesome. Get you in the holiday spirit to watch your show. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. thank you, Adam. All right. Take care.